Well, let's just say I'm on Christy 2.0, revised, revamped, and hopefully better than ever. I am sitting on the back porch. It's nighttime. I'm listening to the noises that I don't normally get to hear because I'm always bedridden. For whatever reason, I was up all night long. My husband had to get up at three o'clock in the morning and I was so far behind on my welcome notes for the groups. I said, I'll just start working on them. And Wyland was up because he was gaming and I wanted to keep a watch on him with his mouth and to make sure everything was okay. And then I just started doing the notes and doing the welcomes. And then I thought, wow, it was one o'clock. And then I waited and it was, 145 and then 215 and then I said well I might as well just stay up I said this way I'll stay up I'll be up with my husband when he gets up and I can spend time with him in the morning because he gets up super early to prepare for his job he has to do things and then that's when he gets things done you know I mean he'll do some laundry or it's just he prepares that way I mean when I would get up to what is that <laughs> when he gets up you know he prepares and does little things I would roll out of the bed take a shower and then head to the station it was after I had my son you know that I would get up a little earlier oh I like this it's like I'm in the ambiance there we go it's the ambiance I found out today about some other podcasts, and well, that's another story. I'll get to that in a second. But the really the only time I prepared for anything in the morning was when I was breastfeeding my son, and I'd get up at two, two thirty, so I could breastfeed my son, and then get myself together, and then head to the station by like four, and then be able to pump before I went on the air at six, and things like that. And so last night I'm sitting there and I just can't believe that, I mean, I'm obsessing a little bit because I'm feeling these adhesions in my body. Now, according to my fasciologist, she's like, oh, you're obsessing about it. You need to not worry about it. But when you have fascial adhesions that aren't just causing pain, you feel them pulling your body, you feel, you know what I'm talking about. When your body doesn't keep, there's just difference with us with fascial adhesions than people that don't have our illness. When you have a fascial adhesion, and this is what she doesn't understand, and this is why I'm hoping, you know, she's taking everything that she's learning that, you know, from me, uh, and being able to help maybe the next person with EDS that she works on. And this is nothing against her. It's just, it's different working on a regular bodied person that has done trauma to their fascia. They experience pain. Well, we experience a pulling 
because our body is struggling so hard because of our kinesthesia issue, because we are unable to know where our body is in positioning. So we've got that going on. And then when you've got something internal that is preventing you from being able to find your positioning in addition to what you already have because of the illness, it's a pulling and it's a painful experience. And I was sitting there a little bummed out because I'm like, man, I'm going to work on it myself. I'm going to do the very best I can, but I need professional help on these last few adhesions because they're they're pretty bad and they've got to be ripped from the bone and it's kind of hard to do on your own. And I was up because I was getting things done and I thought I'm going to be up and chat with my husband before he goes to work because he falls asleep so early at night, you know, because he gets up so early and then I'm staying awake and I thought this way I can chat with him. So we talked about I was going to call a a doctor's office for him and make arrangements for this. And, And it was nice because I didn't feel like my husband was, you know, like Cinderella, I guess. (laughs) you know that you know he's getting up and he's doing the chores and doing stuff for the house and then going off to work while the ugly stepsisters stay in the bed you know so I enjoy being up for my husband then he left and I was like I'll make myself go to sleep just for a little bit so that way I can take care of paperwork that needs to be done and then be able to be awake when my husband comes home and then be able to go to bed at a regular normal time. It's time for me to get my body on a schedule because I'm starting to feel the relief from these adhesions. Well, I kind of dozed in and out. I wasn't able to really go to sleep. And then at 11.57 in the morning, I woke up and I happened to look at my phone. My fasciologist had called me. She had a cancellation. Did I want it? Could I be there by 12.45? You bet your behooties I could be there. And I was. I wanted this appointment because I can handle being in pain. I can handle some uncomfortableness in my body but this pulling that I was feeling was causing me to walk um, off kilter I, I I was leaning to the side because truly it was like I had somebody I was just a marionette and somebody was pulling my right side up higher my left side was lower and I knew there were fascial adhesions that needed to be released so I could start to try to get control of my body. And that's something that we are dealing with that no one can explain to us, no doctor. And and it's really kind of hard to explain when you're the patient because it doesn't seem relatable. It doesn't seem to make sense. But when you have these fascial adhesions in your body, just think that you've got all these rubber bands and and strings and stuff in your body 
and you've had all these subluxations through the years, pregnancies, traumas, all of these things, and they've caused you to hunch forward because you can't keep proper posture. You can't do it already because of the illness, but then you've got something internally making it difficult for you to be able to keep proper posture. So you're just in pain. So to be able to have somebody go in and from the outside seemingly cut those strings, cut the rubber bands to allow your body to finally hold proper position, you know, to allow your body. I'm sitting on the back porch and Emma's upset. I have to shut the door. She's learned how to open it and she's trying to get out to me and I'm not in the mood to chase her if she gets out. But that's the whole thing. When you start releasing these adhesions, you start releasing the hold that the fascia has on you from the inside. That's what makes it to where you don't have to wear that belt that you start getting stability again because the fascia that was supposed to be keeping you stable from the inside is now being given that chance. That's why I'm able to hold my neck up high now because those adhesions have been released. It's an incredible feeling. I went in today. She was able to get to the things that were just unbearable, that were making it to where I couldn't stand up and walk. I'm covered in bruises. I'm swollen at this point. She looked at me when we were done and she said, I wish I could do this process in a more gentler way, but it's not going to get rid of it. You you know we have to do it this way. It's It's a hard pressure and you've got to do it. At one point, I was lying on my back, and so I wouldn't pop my pelvis out. She was working on my right leg. I had to grab the table. I had to push my pelvis into the table. I had to breathe. I had to focus and make sure that my left side didn't pop up, my right side didn't pop up, because she said, Christy, if your pelvis pops out, we're out of luck. We've come too far. You just, you can do it. And I'm breathing with all my might, just trying to breathe and thinking, okay, push my pelvis in and I'm gripping with all my might, holding the table. And I am so bruised, but oh my gosh, I felt the string release. I felt that rubber band that was keeping me feeling like my body from the inside was being held up. I just felt it release and it's incredible. I came home, I took a shower. I feel like all of that hard work I did all night long getting, I mean, I know there was about a hundred welcome messages. I, I know I spent three and a half hours straight working just on going through profiles and doing welcome messages and now it seems like i've done nothing it just seems like all of that hard that's a plane or something going by we're living the life i'm outside 
Yes, I could be inside in the bed, but that's where I'm going to be when I go in there and go to sleep. And that's where I'm going to have to be tomorrow when I do my paperwork. So please enjoy being outside with me because this is an accomplishment. And I'm just thrilled. I'm elated. I'm excited because I get to be outside. And the thing is tomorrow I've got to allow my body a chance to heal i have to see okay how am i going to screw this up i am trying to make myself i'm going to check on my son make sure he's good to go i'm going to go to sleep at a decent time probably go ahead and do some of these you know 10 or so welcome messages get those out of the way get those done and then I'm going to lie down in bed, put my phone down, go to sleep, get up with my husband, and then I am going to have a plan, which is to start working on my paperwork, start paying the bills, start trying to make a difference because I did some posts in other groups and believe it or not, I got a wonderful response from people people wanting to share their story. Well, I just added another to-do, and I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. I'm afraid. Um, I didn't realize that, I, I mean, I, I just didn't think, you know, too many people would be interested or would respond, and wow, I've got to make arrangements to sit there and chat with people, and what am I doing? I can barely handle getting up and doing anything for my family and I'm trying to schedule interviews, I'm thinking, what an idiot I am. But for the first time in quite a while, I am trying to allow my mind to slow down and accept that I can only do so much within reason. I'm going to get up I have a plan to where I'm going to do a few things and then I'm going to rest. I'm going to make a point to organize the things that need to be done. I've got exercises that I need to get to people. Uh, somebody asked if they could have my voice exercises and I said sure. and. So I've said all these things that I was going to do and I feel like such a failure because I haven't done it. But then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you couldn't even hold your neck up four days ago. And now you're just jumping back in. I can't screw this up. I've come so far. I first, for the first time, I feel like I have finally gotten to the adhesions that were making my life unbearable. Now I feel like I'm getting to where I'm getting to the maintenance part. And I will respond to everybody. I will get these interviews done, but I have to now learn how to do it with this HEDS pace. There is no, no medium for me, is there? It seems like I either, 
I, I, I just haven't been able to figure out how to do this without disappointing myself. I probably shouldn't have done those posts last night, but my husband was so happy that I had gotten such a good response from doing the videos and doing some Instagram things that I'm telling you, my dream is if I could somehow, and you're probably listening going, oh my Lord, what does this woman think? How would, why would anybody want to pay her to do anything? <laughs> but if I could somehow be discovered <laughs> and get sponsors and be able to make a difference and take the financial strain and burden off of my husband, I so badly want to do it. And I saw a glimmer in his eye and he was happy that I was so happy that I was able to have people to tune into the podcast. And he saw how happy that made me. And, you know, the fact that, you know, if, if we're so close to, you know, you know, Spotify moving us up in the search engine and things like that. I'm just afraid I'm going to screw it up and just bite off more than I can chew, like I said, and 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 not make a difference. And that scares me. And when I brought up, you know, the other podcast, I, uh, a woman was kind enough, and she's going to come on the uh, on our podcast on AWOL Zebra. She's starting her own, and it's, it's about other things, and it's a private matter for her, and it's her story to tell. But she is a producer on another podcast about hypermobility. And, you know, there are other, you know, there's other podcasts and stuff about hypermobility. They're mostly, like, from the medical perspective and things like that. And there are offering they're offering ways to like help you make you better you know I don't do any of that <laughs> I just talk to you and talk with you and say hey and say hey this is what it's like for me so hopefully if you're experiencing this yourself you're you're not feeling alone so I don't really have much to offer and so I think to myself these other people have producers i'm doing this from my back porch mostly from my bed and these people are professionals and they've got you know people you know producing and web pages and stuff and we do have a web page coming but that's for other things you know but that was just because eventually one day i'd like to have the awol zebra foundation and i'd like to be able to make a difference and so I had to get them when I could. There's nothing on them, but we do have them. AWOLZebra.com and AWOLZebra.org. I do have high hopes. But I just am so confused because I'm thinking, how am I going to learn to make a difference with my limitations? I've gone from being bedridden, unable to walk, unable to talk, 
to struggling to get my abilities back. And before I got everything completely back, I started the podcast and started the group pages because I never really saw myself being fixed. I didn't think it was going to take this long to get this far into it because every time I got a little bit better, I thought that was it. You know, I just, I didn't think there would be that much more, but oh, I was so very wrong. (laughs) So very wrong. If I had waited until I was 100%, I wouldn't be talking with you now. I'm, I'm worried, you know, I'm like, I need to get in there and pay the bills, take care of my family make sure my son has everything he's got ready for school. I have no business trying to schedule interviews and do things. I can barely take care of myself. And now I'm adding this. Am I just an idiot? I just so desperately want to help. And I just so desperately want this illness to make sense. And I want to make a difference. And I figure I've come to you broken. And you are learning with me. And you are sharing my ups and my downs. And I hope that means that we're going to stick together. No, this isn't all professional. And I don't have all the answers and all of that. I just want you to know that you're not alone. And I need to have somebody that I can say, I'm really scared. I invited people to share their stories with me and oh my goodness, now I have to commit to a date and time and I'm scared because what if it's on a day I can't get up? But I can't have that attitude because I've got to keep thinking that every day I'm going to be up. Every day I'm going to be improving. But then what's going to happen when I wake up that one day and I have a little bit of a setback? How I handle that is going to answer so many things. What happens when... I mean, no, we're not even going to think about it. We're not going to think about when. But I have to be prepared. I have to be logical. Because we're in like 260-some episodes now. I've had good days. I've had bad days. I've had successful days. I've done things on days I shouldn't have. But now I finally understand what's happening to my body. Now, this is the first time that I have spoken with you, that I am not feeling the battle in my body, the spasms. I'm not struggling to keep myself in proper posture because that pulling is gone because I was able to finally release 
the fascial adhesions that were this time symmetrical. I had one on each side right above my pelvis. Lucky me, but it was what was keeping me hung up. That's the whole thing. I was able to finally free my body of a lot of the adhesions that were limiting me. Now I need to figure out how to use this body for good <laughs> and not screw it up. So that's pretty much all I was trying to do today, I guess, was just to share it with you. I was blessed. I felt very fortunate that somebody canceled and I was able to get in and get rid of this horrific pain that I had inside my body. And then between you and me, I think I bit off a hell of a lot more than I can chew. And I can't let that set me back. I am going to honor my obligations. I am going to make a difference. I am not going to allow myself to feel like I have overwhelmed myself. I just jumped in probably a little sooner than I should have. But these people that I've spoken to are absolutely wonderful. And I think they'll understand and they'll get it. I'm making these connections and I think some of them might have to wait until my son starts school or wait, you know, when he's gonna be at work and things like that. I need to make sure my body's ready. I can lie in bed and do an interview, no problem. I just wanna make sure that I'm able to be there for my family as well. And it's kind of like they say, people always say, oh, we're gonna wait until we have enough money before we have a baby. Well, if that's the case, you're never gonna have a baby. So if I waited until I had this whole plan of what I wanted to do with AWOL Zebra, I wouldn't be chatting with you now. So I'm excited. That's how we're going to end it. I'm excited. We're going to end today on excitement because my body feels kind of relaxed for the first time in such a long time. I hurt, but from the release of the adhesions, the blood is flowing. I'm tired, but I feel like I earned it tired. It's not like I can't walk and I sound drunk tired. I'm nervous about honoring my commitments, but I'm going to bed with a good attitude and I hope I Hope, I hope, I hope I wake up and can continue this good attitude. They say it's all mind over matter, right? I did my AWOL zebra agenda. I made connections. I'm going to make this happen. I will make these interviews happen. I'm not going to promise you a put together podcast because that's not how I am in real life. I want you to know me as if we were sitting in next door neighbors. 
<laughs> I can't, you know, put on uh, screens and stuff to make myself look wrinkle-free and look great. And I can't have my conversation perfectly scripted in real life. So why in the heck am I going to do it on the podcast? I wouldn't want to know me if I was scripted. I don't know if you want to know me the way I am now. But I appreciate you being here and sharing things with me. I'm excited. I'm going to go in, brush my teeth. I do want some potato salad, but I'm out. I need to get some more. But I'm going to go in, brush my teeth, kiss my son goodnight, put my rear end in the bed, set my alarm, and get up with purpose tomorrow. I've got a plan. I'm a little scared, but I'm really excited. So stay tuned. We're going to find out together what happens. And I thank you so much for being here. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.